beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> oh, I couldn't help myself. Is Tiger King so last week? I'm Laura Tremaine, and I have 10 things to tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome, welcome to episode 60, another favorite things episode. I sort of accidentally made it a tradition to do the favorite things shows every 20 episodes. So the first one was episode 20, almost a year ago last summer, then episode 40, and now here we are on episode 60. We are also flat in the middle of a stay-at-home order due to coronavirus. So does this affect what my current favorite things are? Yes. Yes, it does. (laughs) But I have mixed it up quite a bit. I think I have a little something for everyone here, and whether you're hunkering down at home or possibly you're making a list of the things that you might want to try or buy when the world gets a little bit back to normal, I think you'll be interested in the 10 things I'm going to share. Three quick announcements before I launch into my favorite things list. The first is that even though it may not seem like it, I just want to remind you that your favorite bloggers and podcasters and social media influencers 
and I include myself on this list as a podcaster and an occasional blogger, we are all small businesses. And like the rest of the economy taking a huge hit right now, a lot of us are also losing revenue as companies are looking hard at their marketing dollars or also because people are listening to podcasts less right now because they're not commuting or they have a house full so then they're not alone. Anyway, every podcaster I know, their numbers has been affected by the change in the world right now. There's a huge trickle-down effect. And in some ways, it's just not so obvious. So I wanted to point it out to you and let you know that right now is the time to support your favorite shows who most of the time are providing free content. The very best way to support a show is to join a Patreon if they have one and you can afford to do that. FYI, 10 Things to Tell You does not have a Patreon, so I have no skin in the game to tell you about this, but many of my favorite shows do. If you're unfamiliar, Patreon is a platform that creators can use to receive direct financial support. It's usually just a few bucks a month from listeners or from their readers. And most of the time there's bonus material and bonus episodes and things like that if you are a contributor to a Patreon group. Also, you can buy somebody's course, somebody's book or product, whatever is offered for sale through your favorite content creators. That's also enormously helpful right now, again, if you can spare the extra cash. And then there are free ways to help the creative industry stay afloat. And that is some of the things you probably already know, but maybe you have put off or not had time to do. That's leaving positive iTunes reviews for podcasts, sharing shows with your friends or in your own feeds that helps boost an audience. You can use affiliate links and such when they're offered. Just generally do all the things that will help out your favorite creators online. I can get very complacent about this myself in regular life, but let's be honest, most of us are scrolling a lot more than usual right now, so it's really no big deal for me to give a double tap, share a cool post, etc. Now, speaking of bloggers, I am a sporadic blogger at best, but I decided a few months ago that I really wanted to document this process of writing my first book, and so I've been doing that with a series of blog posts on my site, 10thingstotellyou.com. I'm just writing about how it's going, how I feel, what the process has been like, all of that. This week, I just turned in my very first round of edits. Heaven help me, that was a doozy. I will be putting up a blog post this week talking all about that, so check that out if it is something you're interested in. And while you are on 10thingstotellyou.com, the website, you might notice in the blog sidebar that there is a link to sign up for the Secret Posts newsletter. Secret Posts is a newsletter I send out. It is free to subscribers. I put it out eh, every month or so, six weeks maybe. I haven't been able to get it out as much as I would like, but in the last issue that I sent out a few weeks back, I talked about some of the things that I'm going to share here today. So if you want to get this sort of information early or to see and read all the personal stuff that I don't share anywhere else, I always put those in the secret post. So make sure you are signed up for them. Last announcement before I get to my 10 things. I am going to start doing a monthly challenge for us 
to name the 10 things we have to tell. I have 10 things to tell you. You have 10 things to tell. Here is going to be a space to do that, separate from the prompts that go along with this show. On the 10th of every month, see how much I like a theme? On the 10th, we are going to try and list 10 things. So I will give a specific prompt around it most of the time. It won't just be 10 random things. But if you are listening to the show the week it drops, then April 10th is coming up this week, this Friday, in fact. And this will be our first 10 things on the 10th, in April 10th, 2020. So check out the show's social media for more details. I would love to have you participate. It's just going to be a fun little way to share ourselves and spark conversation, which is, as always, the main point of this show. Okay, without further ado, my 10 favorite things right now. Number one, little rituals. Little rituals in my life are getting me through this very unusual time that we are living in. I do rituals in regular life. That's the differentiation I'm going to keep making. Regular life, meaning the opposite of what we're doing right now, which is self-isolation life. I've talked about, written about, shared on social media about some of the little rituals that I do that really keeps me sane. One of them that is very important to me is my morning ritual. I do morning reading. I read a book. I do my affirmations. I sometimes like to meditate, sometimes like to journal. It does change up a little bit, but every weekday especially, I really try to set aside some time. It is a chunk of time. I usually take about an hour to have a morning routine. That has been thrown into, you know, chaos given that all of my many children (laughs) and my husband and everyone is home all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I haven't been able to do it as much as I like, but I am still doing some version of it every single day and it sort of anchors the day for me. The other thing that has become kind of a nice little touchstone for me because I'm working a lot right now has been opening a window and lighting a candle right before I sit down to do deep work. Now, I first got this idea or sort of came to my mind to do this when my dear friend Patty, several weeks ago when we were just starting our shelter in place here in Los Angeles, she posted on Instagram about like opening the windows and letting in the breeze, letting in new life and new energy into the room and that it really can make a difference. And I was sort of struggling at the time that she posted that. And so I just decided to try it. I mean, what was the harm? So I have a window right here by my desk where I write and where I make this show. And I just opened up the window opened up the door to the room so that the air could flow through, so that the energy could change, and it really did work. Now, I don't know where you live. I don't know if opening a window right now is feasible, but what happened for me after I did it that first time, because I also lit a candle right after, is that it sort of became like, oh, this is a thing that I'm going to do in the midst of a very unusual schedule right now and very weird and emotional mindsets. This is a thing I'm going to do that's going to put me in a work 
mode because I have to be doing some of this work that I really can't let be affected by all of this external chaos. And so, I mean, it is a little bit, but I'm trying to keep it so. And so for the last three weeks, this has been my little ritual. I open the window, I light the candle. After I open the window, I sort of leave the room and maybe go like do whatever I'm going to do before I come back in the room and it feels like something has shifted. Maybe this is totally in my mind, but it doesn't matter because this has become my little ritual. Now the room is filled with outdoor life. Now I can sit down and start my work. And then when I'm done with my work time, I close the window, I blow the candle out. Again, maybe this is all just in my head, but it has signified like a boundary to me, a little bubble of space in my work time that has been really good. It has been like a carving out in this really weird moment. <laughs> so little rituals, whatever that looks like for you, if you can, and they're tiny, like this, these are just little things. If you can find something around that, that will sort of make you feel like this is the designated time for this. This is going to calm my spirit. I really think that little rituals are like key, especially if you're spinning out or if you have anxiety and who doesn't have some even low level of anxiety right now with everything that's going on in the world. Okay, that was number one of my favorite things. Number two of my favorite things right now is the new book memoir, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Now, this book just came out, I think, two weeks ago. It's already an enormous New York Times bestseller. I am positive that you have already heard of this book if you have not read it yourself. I really think that she has a beautiful way of speaking and empowering women and sort of giving them some language around their own freedom and their own thought process. And she's just really been someone that I've looked to and admired for a while with the way that she communicates. Well, this book, Untamed, that came out, it is different than her other books. And it's almost just like a call to women to tap in to their natural and inner power and stop trying to make ourselves small, stop trying to please everyone or, you know, prioritize being polite or being right or being good over being free and being your truest self. I think maybe that summary of it makes it sound like a cute little pithy Instagram quote. And it is so much more than that, this book. I knew that it was going to be good. I had very high expectations for it. But reading these words, they're small chapters, which I actually think is really perfect for people's attention spans right now, people's attitudes and like how we're all sort of struggling. And I know a lot of people are having a hard time reading. This book is, you're not going to like have to keep up with a whole deep plot. Each chapter is completely inspiring. And I know right now books that you haven't already purchased might be a little bit hard to come by. I am glad that I pre-ordered this book. And so it arrived on release day, the hardback of it. I'm glad I had that because I really liked underlining and for nonfiction books, it's easier for me to read in actual paper form. But 
because of what's happening right now, you might want to get it on Kindle. Or I have heard from a lot of people that the audiobook is incredible. So maybe check out the audiobook. This is Untamed by Glennon Doyle on my favorite things. That was number two. Number three. Okay, the official answer for number three is this Olympus underwater camera. (laughs) We bought this camera for vacation spring break last year, which was in a tropical, sunny, and beautiful place. And this year we're supposed to be in Oklahoma. Instead, we are in the backyard. That's okay. (laughs) But we've been taking these underwater pictures in our pool that are so fun. The kids have been dressing up. They've been wearing wigs. Jeff has been taking these very funny photos, and I posted some of them on my personal Instagram, laura.tremaine, if you want to go see them. It's not really about the camera, though, although a ton of people have asked me about it, so I'm just going to link to it. If you don't have a pool at home, obviously this might be something this summer, assuming that the summer is a time when we're back to normal. But it's just really not about the camera. It's about that we had a family project going. And, you know, it took up a few hours. It made everyone in a better mood. The kids loved looking at the pictures. I've seen other families do other types of family projects. We had a friend here in LA whose family like made a little short movie. And I saw another friend whose family had done like a fashion show for one another. You could do a talent show, like that sort of thing. Family projects are getting us through this thing, this time. And I feel like when we look back, that is going to be some of the things that we remember. And with the underwater camera, the underwater pictures, we obviously have this tangible thing that we can look at. And yes, they're cool pictures, but they're also sort of representative of why spring break 2020 was so unusual and so weird. And I just really like marking it in this way. So this one's a little bit twofold. It's a cool camera if you have a place to take underwater shots or that you might in a few months. But then also family projects are a good way to pass the time and a good way to mark the time. Number four, I have some new skin products I want to tell you about. This is the type of thing that was in the secret posts email a few weeks ago, but I want to share two of them here. I had a whole list of beauty products in that email. There's always a beauty or fashion or style section in the secret posts, but two of them stand out enough that I want to share them here. So the first one is by Sarah V. This is a brand that I hear so much about ever since I got into skincare, basically starting last year with the skincare episode with my friend Jamie Golden, episode 14. That has probably been the biggest episode of this show to date. People still reference it to me. We recorded that over a year ago, maybe 14 months ago at this point, and it's when I really started to get into skincare. And one of the products that just kept popping up on YouTube or when I started following some beauty bloggers on social media, like they always reference CeraVe as being one of the drugstore type brands that just puts out a very, very good quality product. The one that I'm super recommending has kind of more of a specific purpose and I absolutely love it. It's the CeraVe 
SA cream for rough and bumpy skin. Now, I first found this because someone on YouTube or maybe somebody in Instagram stories, I don't remember, was recommending it as something that they use on like their chicken skin, you know, like the type of weird bumpy skin that you can sometimes get on the back of your arms um, or on your shoulders or that kind of thing, and that it was really, really good for that. I get a red bumpy rash on my chest when I am stressed. It's not hives. It's not like traditional stress hives. It's actually something that I use, as weird as this sounds, it's something that I kind of use as a barometer for my anxiety is by checking the skin on my chest. I know, whatever. We all have our little things. And I fully, absolutely, fully believe that the body is speaking to us all the time. The body is trying to tell us all the time what kind of state we're in and paying attention to our body and what it is telling us. It is constantly giving us clues to our health and our mental health and all kinds of things. Well, for me, I get this rash on my chest when I am stressed. Well, guess what I am lately? Very, very stressed. So you can imagine that I get these kind of red bumps on the top of my chest area, sort of like right underneath my throat. So when I heard somebody recommending this cream for rough and bumpy skin, because it's more than a rash, my chest thing is not like chicken skin, but similar enough. And then I just made a note of it. And then next time I was at CVS or something, I picked up this cream. I have noticed it is not everywhere. I bought it at CVS and some targets have it and some do not. It comes in like a big tub. And for a drugstore product, it is kind of pricey. It's like 22 bucks or something like that. Anyway, I used this and it worked basically overnight. Like it worked so well and so immediately. It not only got rid of the rough and bumpy skin as promised, that skin was then like very soft and moisturized. So it it wasn't like some of the harsher products that I have used when I've had, you know, acne or kind of flare-ups that do get rid of the blemish, but then it leaves like a dry patches or it leaves like some irritation. This is the opposite of that. It absolutely cleared it up and it left that skin so beautiful and it did it like overnight. I couldn't believe it. I wanted to tell everyone about this tub of cream that I got at CVS. So now I'm telling you. The other skin product that I wanted to tell you about that I bought on a total whim without any research, but I've been so happy with it. And this is a newer purchase within the last month. And it's the Charlotte Tilbury Magic Eye Rescue. Now I'm in the camp that you do not have to buy specific eye cream. I do need more moisturizer around my eye. And I have been for years now just using like a thicker product around my eyes than I do on the rest of my face. Doesn't necessarily have to be something that's called eye cream. I really believe that a lot of the things that are called eye cream are just like there's a markup for that. And you can get the same effect by just using a creamier moisturizer. For a while I was doing that with Tatcha's Dewy Skin Cream. I was using it as an eye cream. But this, the Charlotte Tilbury Magic Eye Cream, I stumbled upon when I was in a Sephora back when we were allowed to go to the mall. (laughs) And I love the consistency 
right away and I just sort of splurged on it. Then I got home and I was like, Tan gum, did I just waste money on this? Like I needed to go back to my original thought that you don't have to buy special eye cream for the skin around your eye. But I had it and so I started using it and I actually love it. It's not teeny tiny. Sometimes you can buy an eye cream and it's like, I don't know, half an ounce or something or way less than that, a quarter of an ounce, just like a tiny little thing. And you're supposed to only use a little bit. This is not that. This this feels quite a bit more substantial for the packaging that you're getting. And then I just think that it did a really good job of moisturizing around the eye. It didn't irritate my eyes at all, which is one of my big problems. I can't use any kind of moisturizer that has a lot of sunscreen in it or anything like that. My eyes are very sensitive. This Magic Eye Rescue did exactly what I wanted it to do. It brightened the eye area. It kept it very moisturized. And I liked you know, the packaging and the consistency and the fragrance and all of it. So these are the two things that I'm recommending for you. This is number four of my favorite things list right now. CeraVe SA Cream for Rough and Bumpy Skin and Charlotte Tilbury Magic Eye Rescue. Okay, back to the show. All right, number five. I've been wanting to tell you guys about this particular product for a long time, but when I went to go put it in a secret posts months back, or maybe even put it on the last favorite things show, I couldn't find a link to it anywhere. And I wasn't 100% sure of where I bought it. Now I've come across it again. I've purchased it again. So I can tell you with 100% certainty that I got this thing at Target and it is a notebook. I love notebooks. I'm obsessed with notebooks. I write so much stuff down in longhand. I take notes. I use it as like scratch paper. I make lists. I am a paper junkie and I have notebooks for all kinds of things. For this show, for my book, for my personal life, as journals. I mean, all kinds of things. I use notebooks. And this is my favorite one that I've found in a long time. It's long and skinny. It's not 11 by 14, but it's longer and skinnier than, you know, eight and a half by 11 or whatever. It has a very nice cover and really beautiful paper. It's called Think Ink by Design Works Ink. Design Works Ink is their website. I will link to it. I will show you a picture of it so that you can see it next time you're at Target. It has a beautiful thick cardboard cover and then like gold embossed says the word notebook. And I don't know, it's like very weird in this audio medium to be going on and on about notebooks, except to tell you that I love it so much because everything about it is substantial. The pages are cream instead of white. They're lined. It has quickly become my favorite notebook, which is good because I was using some kind of pricey notebooks that I loved, but they were pricey. This notebook, Think Ink by Design Works, is expensive for Target. Like I think it's $20, which $20 for like a lined notebook is not cheap. A little bit cheaper, I think, than a, you know, like a moleskin notebook, which I also use quite a bit. They're around the same price point, honestly. But this is bigger and I love it. It makes me feel professional, this notebook. This is definitely a work notebook. This isn't one I would use for a journal or for anything creative. There's something about it, you'll see when I show you a picture, there's something about it that I'm like, oh no, like I'm a professional person with this professional notebook. And that's just a way you want to feel sometimes. And that is why that is number five on my 10 favorite things right now. 
Number six. This might be everybody's or nobody's right now, but number six of my favorite things is Zoom meetups. I was skeptical about this, you guys, at the beginning. When we first went into safe red home, shelter in place, self-isolation, I got super overwhelmed with the Zoom meetup situation. Our kids had to start taking online school right away, starting March 13th, and their classes were being conducted by Zoom. So all of our devices got the Zoom app, and we could see how it worked, but it also, to me, as like an introvert and a person who has a little bit of an aversion to new technology, I was just overwhelmed by the Zoom thing, even as like all of America was on Zoom for work and other things. But now, here we are, a few weeks in, I've gotten used to it, and I can't believe what a difference it makes to be able to see your friends. It's made such a difference to me. I've done happy hour with some friends, like where we honestly pour a drink and sit down over Zoom and are able to catch up and just see each other's faces. And that's been so great. But then also for my kids, I've been so amazed at some of the creative ways that other parents have made Zoom meetups really fun for the kiddos. We had a dad in one of our fourth grade classes who put together, he's done it twice now, a Zoom movie watching party. And so all the girls from the fourth grade watched a movie together. People were asking me on Instagram exactly how this worked, and I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that the host screen shared the movie through Zoom, and then they were able to all watch the movie and then chat in the chat boxes underneath. And I asked my daughter, who's 10, like, well, what did you guys chat about? Did you chat about the movie or were you talking about other things? And she was like, oh, all sorts of things. My daughter doesn't have texting yet. She does. She just now got an email for the first time. And so some of these technology things are new to her. And I was a little bit nervous about like letting that horse out of the barn. And I'm still watching that pretty carefully. But that particular way to use it, I just thought, this is great. Like she misses her friends. They're able to chat and talk in this sort of specific time frame. They watched a movie together. So they had an activity. Like I just really, really loved it. A parent from my son's class, he's in the second grade, they put together a Lego party over Zoom. So this hasn't happened yet, but we've gotten the invitation. And what these boys are going to do, they're all eight years old. They've been given an assignment. They're going to build their answer to the assignment on Legos. And then when they have their Zoom meeting, they're going to go around and present their Lego creation and whatever its cool features are to one another and talk. For eight-year-old boys, I mean, can you imagine anything better? Like he's so excited. This will be the highlight of his week and of his spring break, probably. And I just thought it was such a good idea for that mom to put together a Lego meetup party for the kids. Okay, number seven. This is supporting small businesses. Now, this is taking more effort than usual. I always like to support small business, but now here we are where the hit the economy is taking is just affecting friends and family in our neighborhood, in our city, and it's going to be so widespread that Jeff and I are trying to do our part in the ways that we can. We're still being very careful. We've only left our house three times total in four weeks. But because we are do not have overly compromised immune systems or whatever, we have felt 
comfortable getting takeout from some of our favorite restaurants who all of them that we have encountered, we've been doing local restaurants, they all have things in place. You know, the delivery person is wearing masks or gloves. They have some kind of curbside pickup where they're really just trying to mitigate any kind of transference. I know that that is not a perfect system, and I know that a lot of people are choosing not to do that right now, and I fully get it. But for us, a couple of times a week, we are taking those small risks to support small businesses, to help out our local restaurants, and then also, of course, then that night, we don't have to cook or and use up the food that we have purchased, so then it you know extends our time between having to go to the grocery store. So there's lots of reasons. I know that people f- maybe fall on different sides of this, but this is where we are a couple of times a week. There is also other ways that you can support small businesses. Like I've been buying some things online, not from big companies, but from smaller sellers, Etsy sellers, friends who sell things, friends who own small businesses like stores. I've been using their online sites. I have a candle company that I love. I got it as a gift. I went on to their site. They're based in New York. So like I bought a candle. Their shipping time is like three weeks out, but it doesn't really matter because I really do want the candle eventually. I don't need it now. And I'm supporting that small business. So if there's anything that you can do like that, that if it's something you can afford, if it's something that you think that you're going to buy anyway in a few months or that you would just like to have no matter when it comes, then go ahead and do that. Like I really do feel like it's little things like that. If all of us were doing little things like that, it does help if it's possible for you to help in that way. Okay, speaking of things that you're probably not going to buy right now, but might in the future. This is the only thing on this list that is like, just put a placeholder on it, put a bookmark on it. I had this on my list to share with you from a couple of months ago, and I'm going to share it anyway, because these are items for the kitchen. And all I'm doing right now is being in the kitchen. And so I'm actually very glad I have them. I still love them after much more use in the past few weeks and they were getting in the many months prior. And I have no hesitation to recommend them to you for the future. So number eight on my 10 favorite things list is two kitchen products. One, the scan pan, and two, the Breville Smart Oven Air Fryer. Let's start with the scan pan. I bought this because I saw it in the store and I happened to hear someone raving about it, a stranger, while I was in the store. And I was in the market to replace some of my nonstick pans that I'd gotten for my wedding over 12 years ago. When I got married, I registered for some fancy schmancy, all clad brand, and I still do love that brand, pots and pans from Williams-Sonoma. Those pots and pans have held up. I have almost every piece from 12 years ago. So They have absolutely been worth the money. But when I saw these scan pans, I decided I wanted to try them to replace our nonstick because everything I read about them said they were safer and better. And I liked the look of them. I liked the size. I liked the way the handle was. I liked how high they came up on the side. I ended up buying a set of two. It comes with an eight inch and a 10 and a quarter inch. I absolutely love these pans. No one is more surprised than I am that I am talking to you about pans on this show. But I really do love them. They clean up so nicely. They're heavyweight, but not too heavy. 
highly, highly recommend. The other little kitchen appliance is the Breville Smart Oven Fryer. I had a friend who was raving about this before Christmas and I needed to replace my toaster oven. And so I put this on my Christmas list. And I think we actually ended up buying it before Christmas because I wanted to use it over the holidays. But anyway, we have been so happy with this thing. And I say we because Jeff did not use our other toaster oven very often. I did. He didn't. Now that we are home 24-7, we're both making kid meals every couple of hours. And unfortunately, a lot of those happen to be like of the frozen food variety or you know, something that is small enough that I don't need to heat up the whole big oven for or whatever. We have been using this Breville Smart Oven and we both love it. I've done all kinds of things in there, things that I would have done in the big oven, but I never would have done in my other toaster oven. So broccoli, bacon, like all kinds of things. Ostensibly, you could cook a turkey in there. I've never done that. I'm not even going to try that. I don't even like turkey. But I mean, like part of their whole thing is that it borderline replaces your oven. I wouldn't go that far, but we are using this thing daily. We really are. We're using it for all kinds of things. It has a bunch of settings. I feel like I haven't used the air fryer setting as much as I thought I would. My friend who recommended it to me was just raving about the air fryer section. That's why she wanted me to get it. That's actually not the thing that I've loved the most. But I do think on the whole, this thing is worth the money. It's so much faster than my big range. And I think it cooks very, very well. So that's number eight of my favorite things. Two different kitchen items, scan pan and the Breville Smart Oven Air Fryer. Number nine, almost done. Number nine of my favorite things right now is the option to learn something new. I mean, I guess this is always an option, but a lot of us are home right now more than usual. I've seen a lot of backlash to the idea that you should be productive in this time or you should be learning something new. Please know that I am not saying that. I don't think there's any shoulds during this time. I really don't. I don't think you need to be personally reflective about this time. I don't think that you need to be productive. I don't think you need to be anything. I hope that we're trying to be present. I've struggled with that. But the many online options that have popped up or that I've just become aware of to learn something new right now is really impressive. I personally bought an online course back in February. I am loving participating in a course. It does make me feel productive in a good way. Like, oh, okay, well, I'm, yes, I'm in my pajamas, but I'm also sort of doing something and learning something. And I have really, really liked that for me personally. My daughter decided out of the clear blue sky that she wanted to learn to play the piano. She researched piano learning apps and she found one. It's called Simply Piano. We're in a trial run of it right now. But she is sitting down. We had a keyboard and she is using that thing. And it's been less than a week and she's learned chords and to play a few songs. I mean, you know, simple songs, but like I'm pretty impressed that she is teaching herself through this app how to learn the piano. I love that. We also signed her up for an art class that is actually out of a studio here that's local and they're offering online teaching and you can drop in and just buy one class or you can buy for the week or the month. She did that. She loved it. They painted a little painting of a piece of cake. I thought, well, this is amazing. I think it was $15 for the class. 
I put that on Instagram and got a ton of response that many people are either teachers themselves who are teaching piano or guitar or art online or that their children are taking those kind of classes. And I absolutely love that. I mean, how great is that? So that's number nine, learning something new. Do it if you want to. Don't if you don't. Okay, number 10, last one. Should I pick the fact that all these hilarious memes have come out of this time? Is that my number 10? No. Should it be all the conspiracy theories that have kept me up until after midnight? No kidding. I've been Googling a ton of nonsense in the last couple of weeks. It's just like super fascinating to me, but no, those are not number 10. Number 10 is family games. I actually asked my family before I came up here to record this, what is your favorite thing right now? I need a number 10. And they said different variations of this, and I have to agree with them. Sort of like the Underwater Camera Project, the family games that we have been doing have been a very fun part of this. We have a big puzzle table going downstairs, so we might spend a little bit of time on puzzles. I've been letting the kids play a lot of video games, and I even joined them over the weekend for some Super Mario Brothers. That was really fun, actually. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. We've been playing some board games together. I don't always love playing board games, to be honest, but there are a few that I like, and it is fun with the kids just to make the most of this family time. Jeff and I actually have a lot going on work-wise while we are all home, and the kids have been entertaining themselves fine, but to come together in the evening or in the late afternoon and like have a family game, that's the best part of the day. And even if we're all in like separate rooms or on screens or whatever else we are for most of the rest of the day, that one hour together is what always stands out and is what I believe we will remember when we look back at this time. So I am prioritizing it, and it does not have to be like a whole big project or many, many hours. It can just be a game or two. These are my 10 favorite things. I would love to hear what your favorite things are right now. I would love to see it if you'd post your own list. I hope that this has been a bright spot, and I really appreciate you guys listening more than you know. just listen to the 10 things to tell you podcast you can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10 things to tell slash podcast and you can follow us on facebook and instagram at 10 things to tell you remember this is an interactive podcast i have 10 things to tell you and you have 10 things to tell so take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.